Hello and welcome to another episode of In Conversation With by Kangaroo Minds. And I'm Vedika and today we have with us Belinda Baines. Belinda is the Student Health and Wellness Coordinator at Richmond University, London. She has had a wide range of experiences working in this field over the years. And she has dealt with supporting students in various mental health conditions, learning difficulties, helping them transition into university life and supporting them through their time at university. She strives to destigmatize mental health and help students progress and succeed. Our conversation today centers around student mental health and well-being while at university. And this is a topic which has gained even more interest in recent times, given that students are now studying remote or gearing to come back to campus in the midst of a pandemic. Without taking up much time, we let's now dive in to hear from Belinda. Belinda, given your role at Richmond and you know the roles that you've taken on previously as well as a student wellness coordinator, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what a typical day looks like for you? Yeah, I mean, so um, from working in student mental health um, and being the student wellbeing coordinator, um, every day is completely different for me um, whilst I'm on campus. Um, but I do like to plan out my days just so I have some sort of structure. Uh, but I also know that I can be dealing with immediate situations on campus that would need my immediate attention. Um, so I like to start the morning off, um, just you know, getting a coffee, having a conversation with the staff at Starbucks because Richmond is that sort of community. It's got such a great kind of community spirit to it. Um, and then I like to just go through my emails, um, get anything that needs sorting um, sorted out. Usually after that, I have in some book student meetings, um, but I also hold uh, office drop-ins for students to come in as it's a nice confidential space for them to bring up any issues they'd like to talk about to me. So when I'm, you know, sort of dealing with these student issues, it requires liaising with different staff across the university. Um, for example, like residence life staff or the peer mentors, or if I need to flag up anything to Alison or refer to finance or counselling. So again, it's just kind of going through all these kind of areas at the university. But obviously with COVID, things have become a lot more virtual. Um, so within my role, I still like to keep the same process but just virtualizing things and having meetings on zoom or teams um again another part of my role is i like to block off some time to spend with our student leaders um such as our residence life staff and our peer mentors um i think it's great when they so they'll come and like meet with me and they'll flag up any students for concern um and also i kind of focus on supporting their mental health too so yeah, like I said, every day is so different um, with my job, but you know, I'm also, I helped organize and set up mental health events. I attend wellbeing webinars and conferences and I like to implement new wellbeing ideas. Um, and also I hold meetings with um, our counseling staff. Um, I like to support them or if they've got any raise, anything they need to raise um, for concern. So yeah, that's kind of like a, a brief overview of what I do, but you know, I think it's a really important area to work in it's something I'm really really passionate about. You know because you've been in the student mental health space for such a long time like what are some issues which you typically see students facing you know at university? Um, such a variety of issues you know from the main things I see are anxiety um, and depression so I see them on different levels. Um, in the past few years there are increasing numbers of students with personality disorders those who are on the severe kind of anxiety type because um, of with like panic attacks or self-harm. So these are kind of the main ones 
that I see um, in higher education. And I think obviously now with COVID, um, these issues have, you know, really, really increased, um, especially for some students who have never even experienced anxiety before. Um, so these are I've, I've worked with and I've noticed, yeah. So I think that's interesting because I think you brought up the whole point of COVID and how has COVID sort of changed the way universities look at student mental health and well-being? Um, I think, you know, it's kind of, it's adding a different dimension to, you know, what, what you're working with. I suppose the whole COVID situation has kind of taught us to maybe implement some virtual resources for students and that, you know, you can't always solve everything on campus and you can also be a support to them um, virtually. So, for example, that, you know, you can still provide effective mental health support for students even though you're not physically seeing them, you know, such as kind of offering virtual counselling um, and also like positive well-being things that I usually do on campus, you know, you can kind of virtualise and do all these virtual events such as yoga and meditation. So it's kind of just, I suppose, adding a different dimension to student support at university as a whole. Right. So, I mean, COVID apart, how important do you feel it is that, you know, universities make that investment and they pay attention to student mental health and well-being? Yeah, it, it's so important. Um, like I say, the last the last few years, I think I would describe mental health in education, especially higher education, as being sort of a crisis right now because, you know, student levels of anxiety, depression, um, students leaving university due to mental health, suicide rates, you know, they're at, they're at an all-time high. Um, and I suppose it leads people to question why student mental health and actually mental health in young people generally is quite high and you know it has been increasingly rapidly I mean like you know increasing um, in the last few years meaning that universities need to invest in this extra support and invest in these extra initiatives to promote a positive well-being and a you know a positive source on campus really and you know to provide that, that support for students who are going through a variety of issues um, so you have my own experience of working in further education and in higher education too you know I've seen firsthand um, students who are dealing with severe anxiety, um, panic attack to the point where they can't attend lectures, they can't attend exams, um, self-harm is one that's come up a lot, um, suicidal thoughts, depression, it's, it's a whole spectrum of things and I think it's really really important for universities to invest the time and resource in, into student mental health. So I think you've brought up a lot of valid points that, you know, especially with the way things are changing and, you know, just for faculty to be aware, for universities to be aware about what's going on. And sometimes I think students themselves are not able to really label what they're going through. They may not even understand it possibly because they've come from maybe in their home country. It's not something that's so widely spoken about. They may lack the awareness. So I think you're right. And given the fact that, you know, university is a home away from home for a lot of students just giving them that extra support. And now coming to, you know, the way the COVID has sort of completely changed the way we learn, the way we're experiencing university life for our students around the world. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen that students are facing with online learning at the moment? I think, I mean, it's been quite a lot, I suppose, with the COVID situation, lockdowns um, and things going into remote learning has brought on various challenges for students, so I think I've touched upon it before, but anxiety has really, really increased for students. Um, even those who had never suffered from anxiety uh, previously, you know, with having this new and quite 
frightening situation um it has made students more anxious because there has been a lot of change um and especially like i said before um at richmond we you have international students so that becomes a home away from home um and everything going remote um has led students to feel that they're maybe not getting the proper student experience um and the fees are quite high um so this can might you know initiate some feelings of depression um but also with the national lockdown as well and some students having to remain in London and not go back to the home countries you know prolonged isolation can lead to feeling very low very down the lack of social interaction um, and living in this new virtual world is you know I've seen students who are really really upset has led to feelings of depression and especially going through these lockdowns on your own um, that's been some of the challenges that I've seen students facing with you know the online learning and the Covid situation. I think another thing which, uh, you know, which a lot of students have been mentioning about online learning has been that they're not, if they're at home, if they're remotely studying online, you're not purely a student anymore. They have so much going around, around them, you know, whether it's the city they're in being in lockdown or just the isolation, other responsibilities. So I think it's about students sort of finding that balance and working out the demands of their studies. So kind of connecting to that, what would you say that, you know, how could students better look after their mental health and well-being, you know, in this time? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think with being in this global pandemic, I think it's led to not even students, but a lot of people thinking more about their mental health and about their well-being. It's been a lot of time for introspection and, you know, reflecting during this pandemic. So I think it's really, really important for students to take the time out to look after their own mental health by engaging in positive activities like you know going for a walk in the park doing a workout you know speaking to friends and family virtually maybe organizing like games or you know a quiz um doing creative activities such as coloring just any sort of positive activity where you're taking time out for you and it kind of aids your positive well-being so i think it's really important for students to kind of balance that with their work as well that it is important to take breaks it is important to look after yourself um during this time and I think it's also kind of links into the five ways well-being model of you know connecting to people or giving back to the community just engaging in really positive healthy behaviors um and again things like time management so um usually like pre-covid um in our student training week I train them about um time management um so I think it's a really kind of key thing that students should you know think about when balancing you know their how they're feeling in a pandemic and the, the demands of studying so to combat these feelings of anxiety and isolation so yeah so also like stemming from this like how do you think you know taking the lessons that we've learned from the covid times and sort of working remote how can universities particularly promote student mental health in a post-covid era um so hopefully we reach like you know a post-covid <laughs> era um I think it's just kind of important for universities to promote mental health through campaigns and awareness and holding events. Um, you know, so for example, I've seen, well, I've been part of before, um, being part of the Student Minds campaign or getting okay. students involved with these kind of initiatives to destigmatize mental health. Um, I think it's also important to have awareness days. So things such as like Suicide Awareness Day, Mental Health Awareness Day, where universities can put on events 
those days and just kind of promote mental health by getting people to talk about it um, and kind of kind of not having that stigma on it really as well. And I think it's kind of important for universities to highlight the two aspects of mental health, which um, is raising awareness, but also getting students to engage in healthy behaviours. Um, so we know that when students are feeling quite low, quite down, they're more likely to engage in negative behaviour, like in alcohol or maybe engaging in drug behaviour, which, you know, is not beneficial. So I think it's also important for universities to show they have initiatives to raise well-being, such as, you know, organising lunchtime walks, um, making students be part of clubs and societies, um, sports teams, having, you know, fairy puppy events, therapeutic colourings. Uh, there's so many amazing initiatives that we have these days to really promote a positive well-being for students. Right. And I think another thing which, you know, I've just added, like I know you've given a very extensive list, is also the way some universities signpost students to resources, like just sharing with them, you know, like helpline numbers or, you know, websites or counseling mm -hmm. services which are available. I think that way, like students know that they would be supported. And again, having, you know, like someone like you and having a dedicated person for the cause of mental health also kind of shows students that, you know, yes, the university is committed towards our mental health and well-being. Yeah, completely agree. So also now we're in a new year, it's a new semester, and in a lot of countries, students are, you know, coming back to campuses, things are opening up, but it's been quite a turbulent time after which, you know, they're making this transition. So in view of that, you know, how do you think students can better prepare themselves for that transition from like, you know, online learning to coming back to campus? Um, yeah, like you said before, you know, being in a new year, a new semester. So I think we're all kind of hoping that this year brings some sort of positivity and hope with a vaccine being rolled out and fingers crossed, maybe sometime this year we can see some sort of normality back and with one of those aspects with students coming back onto campus and attending the lectures in person. Um, I think students can better prepare themselves by liaising with the university uh, before they're due to come back or the student affairs department or other students um, to just kind of get themselves familiarised with what on-campus support there will be when they come back onto campus. Um, again, social media is a really great way for this, to, for them to kind of, you know, engage, engage with people at university or people on their course, really. So I think it's just kind of, um, preparing themselves that you know they are going to come back to university and to kind of like just keep familiarizing themselves with everything that will be going on campus. Right so what would you say that you know what do you think students can expect when they come back because it, let's be honest it's going to be part of this whole new normal discussion so there will be like unfortunately a time where things will look very different from what they did you know pre-March of 2020. So what do you think they could sort of expect during this time? I suppose maybe well, we, we don't know what's going to happen if, when students come back onto campus. Will there still be, you know, strict rules placed, you know, when campus was open in November? Um, so we were allowing students on campus, but obviously with social distancing in place, one-way systems in place, mask, hand gel, um, very kind of stringent rules for them. And I think the most important thing when coming back is just kind of adapting to that really, that you know what, sometimes things might not be, you know, the same as they were before, right. um, kind of listening to people on campus, you know, we, so we have the basketball court on campus, we have like, you know, the lawn area where students can go play sports. Um, but I think 
you know, we're looking into having kind of like, well, not a stricter, but, you know, just kind of booking out the basketball court or, you know, if they want to take out some equipment. So I suppose just being quite adaptable to the things on campus, you know, obviously we're still going to have similar sorts of things like, you know, for raising awareness and promoting good well-being through sports um, and exercise. But I think it's just kind of, you know, learning to adapt with the new rules and whatever guidance we're getting, really. Right. So I think, you know, that's been quite an interesting thing because I think nobody knows what to expect, but I think for students to familiarize themselves with the rules to keep, you know, in touch with student affairs and for the universities to just keep continuing the conversations around mental health, I'm sure like, you know, universities will have to be more flexible with students, which mm-hmm. they have been, I mean, over the past, you know, eight, 10 months, a lot of universities have given students those options when it's come to like, you know, deferring assignments or like extra time I think that feeling has gradually come in but just to kind of adapt to that is something which I think everyone is just learning at this point not something anyone is used to nobody you know everyone's just figuring it out so I think signing off I have one question for you is that if you had one piece of advice for students watching this you know, what would it be, you know, around how to take care of their mental health through this time and whether they're taking classes online, offline, what do you think they could do? Um, I think it's just, I think it's important to remind students that it's okay not to feel okay sometimes, that it's okay not to feel yourself. And it's just all about kind of, it's being kind to yourself that, you know, everyone is about bound to feel different emotions and feelings going through a global pandemic going through a lot of change, being away from a home environment um, and that, you know, it's okay to go through these things and it's okay to get that support um, and just kind of start engaging in healthy behaviours like, you know, going for a walk or listening to music and like it's important to keep taking breaks from, you know, your work or your studying and that is that it's okay to seek support as well. It's okay to, you know, go to counselling, it's okay to talk to people um, and just kind of remind the students that there are people out there who will listen to you and help you um, both on and off campus and that, you know, you're not going through this on your own. That's that's one piece of advice I'd give to students. Okay, that's been really helpful and really insightful. So, you know, thank you so much, Belinda, for joining us today and for all your time. And, you know, just sharing your experiences and your learning with, you know, our viewers from around the world. And for everyone who's tuned in today, so please, you know, like, share, subscribe. Um, If you find our content interesting, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments below. And, you know, one key takeaway, I think, from all our conversations is, and I think even Belinda highlighted on it, is that it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And let's normalize that discussion. So please know that, you know, if you're not feeling okay, you don't feel 100%. There is help available out there and things can get better. So there's no, nothing wrong in seeking that help. You know, have, have a conversation, reach out to someone and, you know, things will get better eventually. So till next time, stay well, stay healthy and thank you for joining us again.